Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. We are back again on a Monday Feeling good because there was good baseball over the weekend. I had a little birthday get together on Saturday with the family, which was fun. And then Sunday, Mother's Day is jam packed, but always time to watch some baseball. And there's a little bit of baseball going on right now as we record this. Monday got started a little earlier. Washington is putting it on them right now. And if you listened to me last week, me and Ryan, and you picked up Joey Manessis, you're a happy camper so far. Uh, Ryan, how you doing today, though, my man? Doing good, yeah. On Monday here, you know, just a nice, uh, nice casual weekend. So yeah, it's good to be back into the swing of things here with a with a new fantasy week. Speaking of getting into the swing of things, let's just get right into it. Matt McLean was called up by the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it is not the, the top Reds prospect that you were expecting to get Cincinnati called up. Reds call up this... top prospect shortstop, <laughs> uh, not Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> I said that to my brother earlier because he collects uh, Ellie De La Cruz cards and he's waiting for the call up so that the value can go way up. And I was like, they called up, like uh, they called up one of their their top prospects to play shortstop. And he was so excited. And I was like, nah, it's Matt McClain. But <laughs> there is a reason to be excited for Matt McClain. Uh, he's shown some good pop in the minors this year. He's hitting 364. He's got 12 dingers, 12 doubles, and 10 stolen bases in just like 160 played. Appearances 165 played appearance. decent power speed combo. He hit 17 home runs last year, so we have yet to see where the power cap is on him. But I mean, he's hitting second today, and they are in Colorado, so he's starting his career at probably the most beneficial ballpark that you can hit the ball in for a hitter. Uh, and then his home park is the second most beneficial hitter's park in baseball, so. Did you grab any shares of McLean, Ryan? I picked up McLean in my uh, 18 keeper league. I was kind of surprised that he, w- he was still there because you see prospects usually tend to get kind of picked up pretty quickly. But yeah, everyone seems to, you know, have, have a good thing to say about him from a first round pick from 2021. Uh, it was cool. Actually, his mo- his mom, I think, broke the, broke the news of it, posted on her, on her Instagram or something that yeah. he was being called up. So that was cool to see there. But yeah, I picked up McLean. Hopefully, he plays well. He's going to be one of these. I mean, he'll be joined shortly, I believe, by um, Elliot De La Cruz and Encarnacion Strand or, mm-hmm. and, and those guys. But yeah, 17 home runs last year in 103 games, uh, 12 home runs, like you said, in 38 games so far this year. But the thing, thing that, the, I mean, nothing against McLean personally, but like just like all these prospects being called up and like, like us talking about them all the time, it just got me thinking like, to make to remind the listeners to to be wary and be level headed when picking up prospects. Like, mm-hmm. not everyone is going to come up. When what when, when's the last prospect prospect that came up and was like a top 
a hundred top 150 fantasy player. I think did Wander Franco come up and did, did played well? J Rod last year, but like uh, O'Neill Cruz J Rod last year. Yeah, but like O'Neill Cruz came up last year. He was good, but he's like not anything spectacular. Gunnar Henderson came up last year. Mm-hmm. AL Rookie of the Year favorite this year. He was nothing spectacular. So I understand I understand the FOMO of missing out on like these top prospects that come up and, and want you want to have these hot streaks, but as we as we tend to say, you know, just make sure the person that you're dropping is not someone that you're going to regret dropping in, you know, two months or two weeks when this guy might be back down in the minors. So definitely try to pick up these prospects. I mean, look into them, see, see what you need, but it's only if like your team needs it. Like if you see, oh, McLean caught up, oh, should I drop this guy for him? Well, no, because that guy's clearly better. But if it's like someone on the fence, or if you have like a empty roster spot or a streaming spot that you want to maybe transfer over to to give a chance for a hitting prospect, I think that's a a good move. But like, don't be dropping any of these struggling veterans quite yet, unless they're like kind of mid round guys. Or like Jose Abreu. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, you can drop. You can drop Jose McLean- Abreu. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have some of uh, McLean's uh, AAA advanced metrics. And, I mean, he's got 84th percentile average exit velocity, 88th percentile barrel rate. Uh, his max exit velocity is just in the 50th percentile for the minor leagues. But he he makes contact – like, he makes strong contact when he hits the ball. Uh, I think the reaction – for him is his upside is probably his teammate Jonathan India probably very very similar style statistical output that you could see out of him and I'm talking like rookie year Jonathan India where he had 30 doubles 20 home runs and stole 12 bases while hitting 264 that's the kind of year that you could probably see Adam McClain and I don't think anybody would hate that especially I know like on ESPN he has second base and shortstop eligibility so you can run him out there at either middle infield spot uh, shortstop's still pretty deep, but second base is still very thin. So having an extra uh, decent guy to play there would be a good call. I think he's rosterable in all, all formats at this point. He gives you power. He gives you speed. Uh, he had a very high walk rate in the minor leagues and a sub-20% K rate, so he'll play well in points leagues as well, which guys that tend to do very very well are guys that strike out less than 20 percent of the time and walk more than 10 percent of the time those tend to be very good points league players especially if you had a little pop in there so if mclean is still available uh, if you're listening to this on tuesday and he had a big game on monday and he's still available pick him up yeah. right now and you're in the live go ahead and pick him up you can check us out live on twitter at fake baseball and on youtube at fake baseball money and on at fake baseball money as well. Uh, but I think he, he has a lot of upside there. I think he's going to have a good first week starting with a couple games in Colorado. And then, I mean, his home, home ballpark is like the second most hitter friendly park in baseball. So he, there's a lot to love. Yeah. The upside's there, but like I said, be wary about who you're dropping and, and remember that shortstop is not a shallow position anymore. Uh, second base, you know, might be now. Might he may not get that? Get that though, because India should pl- be playing second base. So if he has it, ESPN or whatever, mm-hmm. take advantage of it. But like, as we talked about preseason, and like now, there's 15 shortstops in the top, 16 shortstops in the top 101 players rest of the season. So like, if you need a shortstop, t- take a flyer on him, yeah, and see what upside he has. Yeah, and then for Elie De La Cruz, because obviously he was a shortstop prospect as well for them. 
It's looking like if McLean plays well, it's looking like he's going to be their shortstop of the future kind of player. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz has actually been playing a decent amount at third base as of late. So it's highly likely that uh, Ellie De La Cruz's future now becomes third base. Uh, Encarnacion Strand, who will also probably be up in the next few weeks, most likely uh, is going to be like a first base DH kind of guy. And Spencer Steer will likely he'll likely be a guy where when Encarnacion Strand is playing first base, Steer will DH and, and then vice versa, that sort of scenario. They'll, they'll fit him in there somewhere, but these Reds prospects are finally getting the call. And it's looking like Noel Vimarte is going to be the odd man out, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know how tall Matt McLean is before I wrap this up here? Oh, man. He he gives me like uh, 5'10 vibes. He's 5'8. Five, 5'8. Eight. Five, eight. So got a lot, a lot of power packed into that into that frame there. <laughs> Having him and Ellie De La Cruz on the left side of the infield is going to look like uh, Jose, that picture of Jose Altuve standing next to Judge at second base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, bright future for the Reds. It's going to be a bright summer, and you're going to need some Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. So go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgivenpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. So you already got your shades. Now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for summer. SGPN has just dropped a new line of mesh shorts, perfect for any summer activity. Head to store.sportsgivenpodcast.com and use code shorts for 10% off. All right. So uh, if you're in the live right now, this won't really count. Well, I mean, we're going to talk two start pitchers but it's obviously monday we talk right now so it's hard to talk to start pitchers uh for people that are pitching on monday so we're, we're gonna kind of stick to the guys that are starting tuesday mm-hmm. because for those of you listening on the podcast feed apple podcast spotify anywhere else you may listen uh this is going to be relevant a lot of you guys like to listen early in the morning i can see the the numbers of when y'all check it out so a lot of you guys listen before game start so we want to cover a couple of our favorite two start pitchers for this week that can help you guys get the w it is week seven and while you cannot win your fantasy season early you surely can lose it so any chance we can get to help you guys get a dub we'll gladly take it ryan who's your first uh tuesday two starter that you're liking yeah, I was trying to decide what order here I wanted to go in. I'm going to go with my the, the least rostered one I'm looking at. And that's uh, Dean Kremer of the Baltimore Orioles. Back-to-back quality starts for him. Only allowed um, one run over those 12 innings against Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Two pretty good lineups. Now he's pitching at home against the Angels on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be in Toronto on Sunday for his second start this week. 10% rostered. Um, I have him in my keeper league. I think he's a good good option for you know any league. He got quality starts, back-to-back starts, strikeouts, 32 strikeouts and 41 innings. Not, not great. 
ERA is 4.97, but that, a lot of that has to do with his first three poor starts. So I think he can keep building off of those last two starts of, to give an option out there for people in deeper leagues. Yeah, and I mean, Baltimore's winning their fair share of games too, so mm-hmm. he could be in line for some of those elusive wins. I think they're, as the other day, they had the second best record in baseball. That might still be true. As baseball data kind of sucks, but I mean, he's four and one. Which I mean, if it was my TGFBI team, I'm desperate for some wins. So somebody like him is somebody that I probably should have paid more attention to and picked up. Uh, he has been hit around quite a bit, but uh, his expected stats are a little better than his regular stats. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like him for this week. Uh, mine that I like for this week would be Josiah Gray. Uh, he pitches Tuesday uh, against. I just had him pulled up here. Uh, he pitches Tuesday against Jesus Lazardo of Miami. Yes. God damn. And then he pitches <laughs> Sunday against Detroit, who Detroit's kind of been on fire lately. So that is a like that is getting overlooked. I mean, Seattle did just molly whop them, but you know, but yeah, J- Josiah Gray's actually looks like a much better pitch- pitcher this year. Uh, the matchup against Miami. It's going to be an interesting one because Lazardo has been excellent on the other side, so he's going to do a good job of limiting those Nationals bats. So who knows if he could like if they can score enough runs to get him the win on Tuesday? But he's got a good chance of getting the win on Sunday against Detroit, and he's pitching well. Like, he, his fastball was always kind of his downfall the last few years, and it's been excellent this year. He's done a good job of limiting limiting home runs. Uh, Detroit does not hardly hit any home runs. Miami hits an okay amount, but they strike out a good amount too. So he's got a chance to go seven, eight strikeouts on Tuesday. So yeah, he's he's been an excellent addition so far. He's only owned in like forty eight percent of or forty six percent of Yahoo leagues and like seventeen percent of ESPN. So if he's available and you're looking to stream somebody, I think he's an excellent option. Yeah, keeping around in that same or uh, also like Gray, I do co-sign that one for this week. I think he's probably good to pick up and keep the rest of the year. He's an ERA under three so far this season and pretty favorable matchup, like you said, against Miami. Um, also looking at Domingo Herman for the Yankees. Two tough road starts in Toronto and Cincinnati, so maybe you know not the best week to, to start him, but I think he's been better as of late with, with uh, three decent starts in a row after, after two bad starts. And then someone else that is rostered in 57% of leagues, which is kind of shocking because I thought he was flying under the radar, is uh, Bailey Ober for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Should be getting plenty of opportunities now with with those injuries there. Uh, He's had back-to-back quality starts, went allowed one run in each of his previous two outings. So, I mean, like he's been good for the Twins. Starting against the Dodgers uh, on Tuesday, and then you know what? He he might not start two times because they have an off day. But Ober, I think, is someone to keep an eye out for. Yeah, Ober has been one that you could probably just pick up and keep as well. Like I, I think mm-hmm. he has made enough good changes that he might just stay on that roster for the rest of the year. His slider has been disgusting, thirty nine percent whiff rate, which we love, and every other one of his pitches has a twenty two percent or better whiff rate. 30% is kind of my number where I'm like, all right, that's a really good, that's a really good out pitch. They got a 30% whiff rate. But if you can have every pitch be like above 20%, that's also consistency is good sometimes when it comes to those types of things. And somebody that I'm on the fence on 
for another two-star pitcher is Dane Dunning. I'm only on the fence because they're at home against Atlanta on Tuesday, but Atlanta is rolling out Dylan Dodd, and Dylan Dodd has not been very good. So that could give Dunning a chance. But then at the end of the week, he's at home against Colorado, and Colorado sucks away from Colorado. So decent chance for a win there. He's been good this year. He's 3-1, and one, or 3-0, three, three and oh, excuse me, with the one seven two ERA. Not owned in very many leagues. Set only 7% of ESPN leagues. So widely available there. 32% of ESPN leagues. Last game out, six innings, two earned runs, five strikeouts. Love to see that. Man, he's got one. Uh, I guess that was his first time going over uh, five innings. But, I mean, the start before that, five innings, two hits, no runs, three Ks. So, again, if you're streaming, you're not going to be finding, like, the cream of the crop and on the waiver wire for streaming options. But if you can find guys that can go five or six innings, can runs a little bit and at least get you a handful of strikeouts, that's really what you're looking for. And I think Dunning has the ability to do that this week, especially if the Rangers can get to Dylan Dodd early and kind of run it up on him. Then maybe Dunning can relax a little bit, chill. He'll, he might give up three or four runs against Atlanta, but he he should likely be in line for the win if that can happen. Yeah, I was looking at Dunning. It's just worth noting that they do have an off day on um, Thursday, so I'm not sure if he's going to. I like. I don't know what what teams do for that because also I was also looking at Seth Lugo starts on Tuesday at home against the Royals. He's been great as a starter for for San Diego, rostered in 46 percent of Yahoo leagues. So I think Lugo is a good pickup for Tuesday. You know, maybe they'll they'll skip somebody's start to give him another start uh, on um, Sunday, which would be against Boston at home. Uh, and then one I want to ask you about, he's been he's been a tragedy this year. Lance Lynn is starting two games this week, once at home against Cleveland with Shane Bieber on the opposite side of the the spectrum from him. And then and on Sunday, Kansas City in I mean it's a home game, but they got Brad Keller on the mound. Are you trusting Lance Lynn this week or are you seeing that seven one ER just kind of staying away? Yeah, I'm seeing that seven ERA. I dropped him, I think today or yesterday in my in my ten team league. He has he's had one, two decent starts so far this season. Opening day, five and two thirds, mm-hmm. six strikeouts, uh, two runs against Houston, and then two starts later had a quality start, ten strikeouts against Minnesota. I mean, I guess he had ten strikeouts against Tampa Bay, but year over five in that start. He's been pretty bad his past five six starts. So, yeah, I I wouldn't trust him. I mean. If you're in a weekly league, you, I mean, you had to set your lineup by now, but I probably wouldn't have started him. I, I, I don't even know if I would hold on to him right now. It's it's just he's not showing anything, just just like those White Sox aren't showing anything. So, twelve team league, hold on to him. I think ten teams or yeah. less, I would I would cup eight. All right, and then last one, I'm going to throw at you. Fantasy Pros on their two start pitcher rankings has him higher than I was expecting. Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals. This week he's at home against Milwaukee with Wade Miley on the mound, and then at home against the Dodgers with Kershaw on the mound on Sunday. Are you trusting Jordan Montgomery? How are you feeling? I know he's he's had some. Excuse me, uh, he's had some uh, velo, some interesting velo things going on. He got pissed at reporters the other day when they asked him about his fastball being down. 
Uh, he's been effective this year somewhat. Change up 36% whiff rate. Curveball 24% whiff rate. Uh, very heavy on the sinker at a 40% usage rate. He's only got a 17% whiff rate, so he's not missing a ton of bats. Is he somebody that you think could be successful enough to be streamer worthy this week? Yeah, I, I'm surprised. He's rostered in 80% of Yahoo leagues, which which is a lot higher than than I guess maybe not a lot higher respect, but he just hasn't been impressive this season. He's had just five quality starts. He's been mostly good, but he's had two really bad starts and one okay start outside of that. So Milwaukee, I guess, isn't really a, a tough lineup right now, especially against the lefty. So did Yelich, Yelich have two home runs against Kershaw or something over the weekend? Yeah, and then he had so, another home run yesterday. Yeah, he's he's so maybe maybe Milwaukee's high right now, but yeah, I, I trust Montgomery for for two starts this week. All right, uh, I I mean I think that's good for that's good for the two starters. This right. week. Uh, yeah, I, I would trust Montgomery, but if you're not trusting your matches, why don't you put them. your trust in Talkify? Are you having a hard time meeting great people to date? Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you know you're set up to fail? It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. They're a trusted compatibility specialist, hand-select successful and compelling candidates, so you can you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. They will select and screen potential matches, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions. From there, they plan their date intros and handle all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash S-G-P-N for 20% off when you become a client. Um, all right. Someone I wanted to ask you about with your Mariners expertise is uh, Eugenio <laughs> Suarez has Ooh. been, you know, he's been someone you can you know, kind of rely on for, for home runs uh, throughout his career. He was big in Cincinnati. People weren't sure if I was going to you know, hold over last year. 31 home runs right again. Um, so far this year, three home runs, hitting 219 through 40 games. Uh, not a very good pace there. Are you seeing signs that he might be coming back to back to life here, or is this maybe what he is at this point in his career? Uh, man, he makes me nervous. Uh, it doesn't feel like the same power is there that has been before. And I know I talked about at the end of last week. I, I mean, at least for this week, I don't like Suarez with their the Mariners matchups the one thing that has kept him fantasy relevant these last few years is the power because his his batting average has never been there but it doesn't really need to be there if you can hit 30 to 35 home runs in a season you can be okay kind of fading the batting average a little bit but now this year the batting average isn't there and the power's not there but somehow he's playing that gold glove defense which is wild to think about because he was never known as a, a overly good defender. Although he played decent defense last year. Um, I think the power will turn around a little bit because I don't think father time has gotten to him yet. And it is heating up out here in the Washington area. I, mean, I think it was like 89 degrees today. Ooh. So when they come back home, having that warmer weather 
will help the ball carry quite a bit instead of the damp, gross, gray weather that we usually have. So that'll help. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm nervous. He's on my nervous leaning towards not liking him the rest of the year. Probably in that part of my scale going forward. Yeah, I, I have him on my, my 10 team league. I can't bring myself to drop him just yet just because there's not many good third base options out there. But it's my my patience is getting thin with Suarez. I've I've been a big fan of him for, for just for his power, but like this year he, he's not cutting it. I love that he um, stole the base this year, though. <laughs> how, how did that? Happen? I mean, pitch clock. I, guess, <laughs> I don't but, know. But just like, two, two how did other... Ty France steal third base? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, t- uh, two other bats that are being picked up, you know, quite a bit in Yahoo leagues here are Alex Kirilov for the Twins, had two home runs on Saturday against the Cubs, and then went two for six on Sunday. And uh, Dominic Fletcher also had two home runs over the weekend, uh, both at home against San Fran. Uh, are you picking up either of these guys, or are these guys maybe you're more being more cautious with? Uh, Fletcher I'm being cautious with. Kirilov I like as an ad in a 12-team or deeper league. Uh, I know when they got rid of Arias, it, kind of the talk was that opened up that first base spot for Kirilov this year to get every day at bats. And then uh, when he dealt with injury before the year, uh, he was down in the minor leagues and they were talking about how they might just keep him down at the minor league level. Even after his rehab assignment was done, he gets the call now and the power has always been there. It's just a matter of, can he stay healthy? He's like Eloy Jimenez style. Like Eloy is so good, but can Eloy stay healthy? Because it doesn't seem like he can, and that really dings his fantasy value. And now imagine if Eloy Jimenez just hit like 20 home runs in a year. Then you might be like, uh, I don't know. So I'm on the fence, but I think in a 12-team or deeper league, there is value there. Although I don't really like Twins players for this week because every game they play is on the road. And they are not a team that performs well on the road. They're hitting below 200 on the season. First base and outfield eligibility. So he's got the dual eligibility that we like. Kind of gives him a little bit more flexibility. Uh, I think if you want to add him while he's hot, which he seems to be hot right now, that's fine. But just kind of like Joey Gallo, be cautious when he cools off because when he cools off, it could go pretty bad. So just kind of ride the hot streaks when you can. Yeah. Yeah. The key to these, all these like first basemen that are, you know, a lot of, a lot of streaky guys. I mean, you got to ride them while, while they're hot. That That's the key. Like there's Christian Walker's Rowdy Telez, Kirill off that like these, these home run or bus guys, you got to just hope that when, when you have them in your lineup that they're heading for you. Um, someone I was big on in the off season and, and was, had a good start. He has seven home runs still, but he is hitting 189 as Brandon Lau, uh, second baseman for the Rays. Yeah. I recently picked him up uh, off waivers because I thought he might be able to, to uh, bounce back a little bit. He he is now. He's three for his last 36 after going uh, two for five in the past two games. So positive signs there. But um, do you think he's someone that can like, hit for decent average or are we just coming for a, a 200 average with like 25 home runs? I think we're looking at the 200 average with like 25 home runs. I dropped him in my home league like a week ago, I think. Uh, the power's there, but he's he's one of the those boomer bust guys 
and he hasn't been booming for a minute. He started out really strong at the beginning of the year, but man, it has been a struggle for him lately, especially for a team like the Rays in a lineup like that, that everybody is hitting and performing well. And all of a sudden he's just not at all. And they seem to be so deep that they have a handful of other guys that can play second base as well, which will start to eat into his playing time. I, I, I'm the, the twice home run power is going to be there. I think, I don't think he's going to hit 40. I guess going to be in the 20 to 25 range with the low batting average. So, he seems to hit home runs in bunches. So if you see him hit one and you you're trying to spot a hot streak for a short amount of time, pick him up. But other than that, I'm, I'm wary. Yeah. Another uh, kind of breaking news here. Apparently 20 minutes ago, um, Hayden was oh, was sent back down with Kyle Hendricks, apparently slated to take his spot in the rotation. So it's looking like, uh, was going down is more than just for one or two starts. Um, what do you think about him? Do you think you, if you see anything, will you need to see more in the minors if he gets called up again? Or is this something where, you know, if he gets called back up, you, you'll probably be on him? Um, I might be on him, but I need to see, like, at least some changes in the minors. He needs to work on not getting hit so hard. Like, the sweeper is disgusting, and I love it. It's a cool pitch. Uh, it's kind of all the rage right now. But the problem is people are just hitting the shit out of his pitches. So you can only like you could throw all the cool pitches you want, but if they're very hittable, you're kind of screwed. He only had a handful of good starts this year, and in the rest of the starts, he was atrocious. So yeah, I need I need to see him. I need to see him miss a few more bats, and I need to see him limit the hard contact, like induce more ground balls, induce more weak contact, things like that. And then if he gets called back up, he'd probably be right back to the streamer status for me. If he can do that, uh, but it's still going to depend on the matchup. Any of that, I'm not going to stream him against any of the better teams because I'm I'm nervous. He burned me twice this year. I can't <laughs> I can't let him burn, burn me a third time. Kyle Hendricks, I don't even know if he's intriguing to me at this point either, just because he's never was, really was he been even that intriguing great. like two years ago? Like he he, just no. seems, he he pitches, he eats innings, and he's somehow. Sticking around. I mean, career year, right? 3.46. He he knows how to pitch. He's just been getting progressively worse. Worse. Last year, 4.8. Year before that, 4.77. Yeah. He'll be a, a reliable veteran fourth or fifth starter for the Cubs. That can go five innings and save the bullpen one when he has to. Yeah, he he strikes me as the kind of like, I wouldn't project him to be more than a streaming option. But he could be a streaming option that could be in line for some wins, which would be nice because the Cubs play really good, really good defense. They score a decent amount of runs, and he—I mean, he—he'll just be a solid, like you said, five, six inning guy. He might strike out just four batters, but you, he'll find a way to make it work. And there might be some fantasy value, but not rosterable, even in like eight or ten teams, not rosterable. Deep leagues, twelve team, still not rosterable. Maybe NL only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, Anthony in the chat asking if we have any sh- good streaming catcher options for a 12-team league. He says he has uh, Jan Gomes, Francisco Alvarez, Stevenson, Shailene Lee, Moreno, some names that are available. Yeah, looking at the, the catcher market, I, I'm, I mean, even the top the top guys right now are Sean Murphy, Yona Heim. Like, I, I'm glad I, I didn't pay up for any catchers this year. And like, I'm right now, I'm riding with Alvarez. I'm probably going to end up dropping him and go back to. 
go back to no catcher, but he's, he's one for two today with a double. So I think, you know, if you want to live with him batting ninth, I think he should continue to get those at bats and he should continue mm-hmm. to get better. So he might be my option there, but like looking at everyone else, all the other catchers out there, Shay Langlier, maybe, but he's also streaky. I think he's going on the road. Um, so yeah, cat catcher just continues to be just a, a black hole for fantasy baseball. Yeah, and if I had to pick one of those guys, I think I'd probably go in Yon Gomes just because he tweaked his swing a little bit this year. It's very power heavy. He turned himself into the pole hitting fly ball hitter that's effective. Got six home runs so far this year, hitting over 300. He is splitting time, though, so you'll have to see how that timeshare plays out. So if he sits a game or two, don't be frustrated. Uh, and the six home runs is more impressive knowing that he missed some time already with injury. So he didn't play every game this year and has only got six home runs. He's been a decent power hitting option. So if you pick him up and play him this week, he might, he might get into one or two, show some power, score a couple runs, some RBIs and have an, an okay average. Uh, his strikeout rate is pretty good this year too. He's only strike third, especially in a points league. He's somebody that could play really well. And Gabriel Moreno has been playing good too, but I don't. I, mine would probably be Gomes one, Moreno two, for this week. Yeah, I, I think Moreno's Gomes. I didn't realize because he's not available in my league, but Gomes is is an absolutely great option with with those power numbers. Yeah, I, I would pick him up. Gomes, Gomes or Alvarez, brother, depending you know what what you want more of. When it comes to power, uh, somebody that's shown a ton of it still is Christopher Morel of the Cubs. Oh. God, he's been a fucking beast, man. He, he, he has to be rostered in. All, if you're listening and, and he's available, go pick him up. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he should have been picked up a long-ass time ago. I'm trying to see, uh, check my little handy-dandy fantasy pros, how many leagues they owned in. 70% of Yahoo leagues. Um, 15% of ESPN. Isn't that fucking no, wild? That... Yeah, 15% of ESPN. It makes no sense. Make it make sense. He needs to be owned everywhere. He's uh, he's batting at the top of the lineup. He's got a ton of fucking power. He's got speed. He's I mean I don't even care what his strikeout rate is because he's doing everything else that you that you look for in a fantasy asset. And he's here to stay. He's not he's not here for a good time. He's here for a long time. So pick him up, roster him, start him. Mm-hmm. Make hit sure he's in your lineup. He's my starting second baseman this week in three of my leagues because that's the only leagues I could get him in. But yeah, he should be rostered everywhere because he looks he looks so calm at the plate and he's happy to be there. The vibes are high. He's hitting the shit out of the ball. Uh, it's looking like I mean it's still just such a small sample size at the major league level this year. But the thing that intrigues me about him the most is he had a really good first half last year at the major league level, like yeah. really good. His second half was his second half. was wasn't even really bad. His second half was just bad. And then he started out this year and in triple a, he was really good. So he had a really good first half, a really good first part of triple a this year, a really good start to the majors this year. And then just a bad second half last year. So you got to figure out which version of morel is the real version of morel right now. For me, it feels like, uh, the good version is trending more towards the right version of him. Like that might actually be him. And there's a ton of upside there. Cause he does have power and speed. Yeah. And another guy I shouted out, I think last show, Casey Schmidt just continues to, to kill the ball. Um, he's hitting 
No, he's had off to a good start. He had a hit in each of his first five games and went over four. Now he's 11 for 24, two home runs, 458, OPS 1.292. Now has shortstop eligibility on Yahoo after starting five games there for the Giants. So he's someone I've been uh, pleasantly surprised by so far. Uh, hopefully he can, he can keep it up. He's going back home now, three against the Phillies and three against the Marlins this week. Yeah, that's a good one. I was waiting for you to bring it up. I wasn't going to do it on my own. If you didn't, I was going to ask you about him. But yeah, that's that was a good call by you. He's somebody he wasn't really on my radar until you mentioned him. And now that he is, I have him just in one league because again, I missed him in a few leagues. Kind of sometimes I'm I try not to be reactionary in fantasy baseball with uh, waiver wire stuff. Uh, yeah. I would rather I would rather wait an extra week and be wrong than pick somebody up a week early. And be wrong because that way, like if you pick somebody up too early and you're wrong, it can just fuck up your lineup, especially depending on who you drop. Uh, somebody that I wasn't waiting on, though, was Nick Prado. An interesting one uh, for Kansas City. He's got first base and outfield eligibility, which I love. There's a lot of things about his uh, numbers this year that are going to regress over the weekend. He had like a 500 Babbitt. That's going to come down. He started the year in Kansas City, went down to the minor leagues, came back up. I think he came up on the 28th or something like that. Uh, he's got good power, though. Like In the last 13 games, he's hitting almost 400, five doubles, two home runs, uh, 13 RBIs, and scored 11 runs. And in 2021, he hit 36 home runs in 124 games in the minors. And he hit 24 in 130 games last year. So he has some pot to his bat. Uh Kansas City is a weird, weird team. Uh, they're not very good, but they do have some hitters in their lineup. And if I remember correctly, he's hitting fifth. He's hitting cleanup tonight. Yeah, there we go. So he's hitting fourth tonight. Uh, and so he'll have guys like MJ Melendez, Bobby Witt, uh, Vinny P on in front of him or hitting right around him. So there's potential there. And he could end up being one of the more power friendly waiver wire options moving forward. As mm -hmm. long as he can stay up with the Royals again, 500 Babbitt. So his, his batting average is going to come down considerably once that all evens out, but the power, the power seems to be real. So if you trust it and you do need some power in your lineup, he is somebody I picked up in my home league and I'm starting this week in a points league. So uh, he's still widely available too. If I'm, if I remember correctly, uh, it's 22% owned on Yahoo, 4% on ESPN. So you can find him all over the place. And he's been hitting well as of late. There's a lot to like there. Yeah, he's not going to ha have that average. I think looking at his major league stint last season kind of gives you a good glimpse of what he is. In 49 games, had seven home runs, which is great, but hit 184. Mm -hmm. 66 yeah. strikeouts, 19 walks, OPS is 657. So like, he'll, he'll get your home runs. He'll maybe get you some RBIs, but his strikeouts average is all going to be awful. So like a, like one of those, you know, last year, Max Muncy, Joey Gallo, we talked about hitting under, under mm -hmm. 200, but, but has, has that power upside. Uh, I'm trying to think I, if I have one more quick waiver wire guy from this week. Cause I, I had, I have eight on my uh, article for fantasy pros. I had just to run through them quick. James Paxton, everybody saw what Paxton did. Caught me mm -hmm. off guard, five innings, nine strikeouts. There's upside there if he stays healthy. But, again, there was always upside there if he stayed healthy. It was just, how's that going to play out? 
Uh, Louis Varland was on my list again for Minnesota. Love him. He had another good start the other day. Uh, and then J.J. Blade is an interesting one for me. Uh, Oakland sucks at baseball, but their players are pretty good. If that, that makes sense. They're on the hitting side. Their, their hitters are pretty good. Uh, he has done the same thing. He's pulling the ball a lot more and limiting his soft contact. So pulling the ball more. Lauren, I've seen some decent power. Got three home runs and three doubles through 10 games so far this year. Scored seven runs. I don't know how high his ceiling is. So he was on my deeper league guys to focus in on 6% owned on Yahoo, 3% on ESPN. Uh, he'd be better in like a five outfield league, uh, 12 or 15 team league if you really need somebody. So it is, that's a real deep, deep cut there for you if you need one. Yeah, there's only so many athletics players you can, you can get me turned on. on. I mean, <laughs> Brent Rucker has been fantastic. I don't even know if Seth Brown mm-hmm. is healthy or anything, but Rucker, Rucker has been great out there. So maybe, but Blade, I think last year uh, hit under 200. Yeah, 167 with five home runs in 65 games. So this is just lightning in a bottle here for, for a few weeks for, for Blade. But as we always say, if, if he's hot and you, you need need some help, pick him up. Hell yeah. I mean, he, in, in the 65 games last year, he had 10 doubles, two triples, five home runs. So, uh, I mean, it, if they let him play the whole season, which, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen because they don't have a ton, ton of people lined up to take over that, that starting spot from him. So, if, if you let him play yeah, the whole season, he's, he's still bad. He can be bad in real life, but he can be beneficial in fantasy. I mean, he, he was like a former first round pick, former first. Round pick, uh, somewhat top prospect guys, post type sleeper. I mean, Kellnick was a post type sleeper, and look at that. I gotta get my Jared Kellnick reference in. Jared Kellnick right. is now tearing the cover off the ball. JJ Kellnick here, we got in, in Oakland. Ah, there we go. See, that's about right. Yeah, eight strikeouts, no walks in 11 games for JJ, just playing out of his mind. <laughs> Sarcasm, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all I have for you guys today. I don't know if Ryan has one more thing for you, Blake. Uh, vibe check ahead of tonight's game seven for the Seattle Kraken. Kraken win five two. Five two. Yanni scoring right. two. Yep. Yanni scoring two. Baneers is going to have one and an assist. Whew. Oh, Tolvanen's going to get in. He's going to sneak one in there, too. It's going to be a good four game. goals. Who, who's scoring the fifth one? Who's scoring the fifth one? Uh, Vince Dunn's going to sneak one in. Normally the assist uh, man. All right. He's going to. There we go. He's going to get one from the blue line. Yeah. I, I, I got, got a uh, five. Uh, yeah. A face off. Four leg parlay there with uh, Yanni scoring two and then uh, Beneers and Dunn and uh, who else you say? Tolvanen. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's been great. Love me some cracking hockey. That is what I will be watching tonight. I'll be keeping an eye on some baseball as usual, but I mean, he's cracking. In game seven, so that's mm-hmm. where my my heart lies tonight. But make sure you yeah. guys check us out on all of our streaming platforms: uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. Uh, there's too many to mention. We're on like 25 or more at this point. We're all over the place. Uh, make sure you hit that uh, follow button, and then if you want to leave a five star rating and review, that goes a long way to helping us out, and we will greatly appreciate it. Uh, also check us out on Twitter at Fake Baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. 
uh, uh, YouTube at Fake Baseball Money, Twitch at Fake Baseball Money. We're over there as well. Uh, check us out in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Type it in your browser, pops up. Man, we got like 4,000 people in there at this point, talking every sport you could imagine. The baseball Discord is popping. Makes me feel like a proud father seeing that thing really take off this year. Uh, but yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Yeah. Oh, oh.